Welcome to Delightful Discussions. We are your hosts, Maddie and Steph. We are two women bringing you wholesome content to accompany you as you go about your day. Today, we will be continuing our series on the temperament personality types, or I guess temperament types, Mm -hmm. by discussing the phlegmatic type, and it will be delightful. So today, our special guest is our good friend, Sydney. She is our phlegmatic representation today. Thank you for being here, Sydney. You're welcome. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get into the phlegmatic type, I need to stop turning my face away from the microphone, first of all. Second of all, (laughs) let's do some life updates. Yes. Who wants to go first? I I could go first. Okay. Um, Or I can go. Let me go. Go for it. All right. So I'll just tell you real fast. I decided to do something that I do every couple of years, which is a fun little exercise for me. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Warby Parker glasses. They Sponsored. I'm just kidding. That would be really cool. (laughs) That would be really cool. They are a glasses and sunglasses company. And what I like about them is for every pair you buy, they donate a pair of glasses to a person in need. And one of the things that they offer, which I think is brilliant, it's kind of something that you can... Now you don't have to go to places to buy glasses and try them on in the store and make a decision within one hour as to what glasses you want. They have a five-pair at-home try-on, so they literally sent you five different pairs of sun, uh, of glasses, of frames, and you can try them on in the comfort of your home. You can take selfies. You can ask your friends and your family how they think you look in them. It's really delightful. You should try it. And it, it you don't have, there's no obligation. You don't have to buy any. Uh, you can, you can use a little feature if you uh, like the frames, but want a different color. You can see the different colors on the app, the Warby Parker app. So you could do it a virtual try on, but it's fun to get glasses in the mail and try them on with no prescription. I'm a contact wearer Mm -hmm. and I like to wear glasses every once in a while. So it's very important to me that I get the glasses right because they are a rarity, but I think they are cute. And I didn't used to when I was growing up. You mean to say I don't have to pick glasses after my eyes have been dilated and I can't see my own face? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Great. So, great. I don't know what this is like. I don't have glasses. It's not a great experience. It's you have not. glasses? Yeah. I wear contacts most of the time, but I wear my glasses at night because after like 10 hours being in contacts, it like, it's painful. You got to take them out. Wear some glasses because I still like to watch stuff. Yeah. I don't, I, this is a new experience for me. I don't have glasses, so I never have to go through that pressure unless I pick out sunglasses. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to get your pupils dilated means they open up your pupil really wide mm-hmm. and it hurts to look at light and afterwards you're, <laughs> you're in a little bit of pain because it doesn't exactly come down because they put yeah. a drug in your eye to make it yeah dilate and uh so side. they can see inside of your eye side note if you forget to bring your sunglasses to that appointment and they dilate your eyes they give you like the big granny ones that look like you're blind <laughs> <laughs> and 
Yeah, so you have to wear this because you can't see and the light really hurts. Correct. What so, do you have against grannies? Okay. Um, Let their sunglasses I, be. My style is aspiring <laughs> to be coastal grandmother, so nothing against the grannies. Nothing. I'm all about it, but I am against the pain. And fun fact about me is that when my eyes get dilated, like, the pain stops within 24 hours, but my pupils stay big for, like, three days. Wow. They, like, look massive. I don't know why. Mm. It's, it's stopped doing it the last time I did it, but, like, through high school and stuff, I was like, I look really weird right now. Aww. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Good> time. <laughs> if you want the same delight of showing your friends and family five pairs of sunglasses. Yeah. Go to Warby Parker. And it's actually really hard because you pick out five that you really like. And then your fan, friends and family weigh in. But depending on how many people you tell, they all have a different choice. So do you weight their choices by how you feel about the person? Do you try to pick out the person with the style you resonate most with? Do you go with your gut instinct? I mean, I've tried these on and I've gone back and forth between what I want to buy four times. <laughs> or Those on look four natural different... on you. The ones yeah. you're wearing right now. Yes. And I th- have you seen the glasses that I currently own? No. no. Well, Not in a long time. Okay, well, these most similarly reflect, so I am wearing one of the pairs for the podcast. Most similarly reflect my last pair of glasses, which means I'm, like, in the same vein, and I think I struggle with change, so I got some more square frames and some different colors, some dark greens, which Maddie and Sydney were not a big fan of, although my family no. was. Oh, sorry. What if you had those in the dark green, though? Like, I think that that one fits your face. Yeah. Yeah. These don't come in dark green. (laughs) (laughs) So Warby Warby Parker. You're giving them free advertisement. The least they can do is make it in dark green for you. (laughs) Exactly. I was thinking like a light blue, but Maddie and Cindy nixed that immediately prior to the show um, (laughs) because they they like the turtle-esque. And and I agree. The turtle goes well with my hair. It goes with everything. And it goes with everything, and it's very in right now. Um, So I'm a little indecisive. Um, but I, I also have given myself a break that I don't have to make a decision right away because there is no pressure. I mean, they'll send you little notes and ads like, Hey, you left something in your cart. (laughs) Well, I always have something in my cart. (laughs) If I had a dollar for everything that's in my cart. Yeah. So that's my life update. It's pretty fun. It's a lot. Maddie tried on a pair. (laughs) Yeah. I think they're too big for my face. Oh, did you want to try a different pair? After the pod. After the pod. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so if you want to be delighted in your own face and some glasses, I highly recommend it. I wear blue light blocking glasses at work mm-hmm. because I noticed I was getting headaches and my headaches stopped when I wore the blue light blocking glasses. So I think Warby Parker has blue light blocking too. They do, Like yeah. you could get it with a, without a prescription, so. Yeah. Uh, Warby Parker try on party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We could do that. I could order five different other pairs. Oh my gosh, that would be a try-on party. That would be epic. Also, shout out to your husband, Cameron, who was on the last episode for coming to watch our podcast, Mascot Diamond. She was having a little bit of a rough day today. Yeah, she did a little extra help. She She did. She loves me so much, she had to be glued to my side. And if she was separated from the group, the cohort, it was... ah, Like, screaming. It was... was you it know, was something personal crisis. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Diamond loves a phlegmatic. They are they're so easy to get along with. And she just she gravitates. She gets and it. Babies and dogs do love you, Sydney. I've noticed. So, true. so we'll just, get there. We'll get there. But true. I didn't even think about the baby part. That's so true. 
It's true. I just have to like relax around. I was the youngest of my family, mm-hmm. so like I wasn't around babies a lot. Uh-huh. So when I started babysitting and stuff, I was like, oh, this is so much fun. And they just like instantly yeah. took to me now. They love your energy. Yeah. Okay, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. Maddie, do you yes, have any um, I'm sorry. Do you have any life updates? I have a new pending hobby life update. Mm. Tell us. As you know, I went to a watercolor class yes. last week. And I am now in the depths of watercolor Instagram. She looks like an expert watercolor painter now from her class. It turned out great. Thank you. <laughs> You're thank welcome. You. I was a fan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I went to the watercolor class and it was great. And I've done like acrylic painting before, like simple things. I don't do anything too advanced, but uh, the watercolor man takes it to a different level and like there's more variety, but it's also like softer. I don't know. I'm getting into the watercolor. Maybe tomorrow I'm going to go buy myself some watercolor supplies. And the lady that, okay, so the lady that taught our watercolor class she learned watercolor painting from YouTube videos while she, during COVID. That was the first time she had ever picked it up was during COVID. And she learned from YouTube videos. And one of the frequent people that she watched YouTube videos for, for watercolor, um, she went to a retreat with that person in France outside of Paris and they like stayed in this like cute little chateau and drank wine. And she went to this watercolor retreat. And I was like, how do I get into a watercolor retreat? Cohort <laughs> trip for next year? Yeah, like mm, let's all learn how to watercolor. Can you imagine how picturesque is that? Just That's like amazing. watercoloring the French outside, yeah, yeah. outside of Paris. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. That's just a normal weekend, right? Mm. Aspirations. Cute. So, watercolor things pending. Maybe I'll make us a Delightful Discussions watercolor logo. Mm. Or an illustration to post. Please do. Pending. Of the French countryside. Okay. First, we need to acquire watercolor supplies. So Countryside is a little far away, but we'll get there. You always have a plan. True. True. <laughs> Sydney, do you have a life update for us? Um, so my lovely fiance that was on the podcast last time, last week, um, snaps for Jacob. <laughs> They're not going to know what you're doing right now. Uh, they did. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Sydney just said it. Go ahead. So yeah, so he gave me my birthday present last night. To clarify, oh. the podcast with him in it. Sorry, I'm talking about <laughs> I um, thought that was the applause, but it's not. Oh, <laughs> There we go. There we go. Good job, Jacob. Yes. Jacob for the win. He So his podcast aired yesterday. And for us to listen to it together, he, in my birthday's tomorrow, mm-hmm. he was like, hey, can I give you your birthday present tonight? And I was like, sure, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> and so he asked me, he was like, so what do you think it is? And I was like, I feel like you got me a KJP dress because... I love KJP, and he gets it for me for most major holidays. Wait, I love explain it. for our listeners oh, what that so is. So sorry, it's Kyle James Patrick. It is a New England, like Nantucket style clothing brand. Okay. Um, his wife is the main designer. Her name's Sarah James Patrick, I think, and then his name is Kyle James Patrick, and that's the name of the brand. 
but I'm a huge fan of their dresses and sweaters and it's just cute. I'm going for the coastal grandmother slash I'm living on Nantucket, but I'm not, li- I live in Florida, so obviously not. Um, that's my <laughs> go-to brand. And so he usually gets me a dress occasionally and things like that. But I've also been searching for a dress to wear for our engagement pictures that are in a month or get down to the wire to be able to order anything. So I was stressing about that, and they were like, just wait, you know, your birthday's coming up, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. So he ordered one of their dresses, and I tried it on, and unfortunately it was made not to the specs that were listed on the website, which isn't common for their brands. That does not always happen. I've gotten several that I love there. Um, so we're working with them to, you know, fix it. So it'll be fine. But he got me this cute little <laughs> silk headscarf, too, with it, and it was very cute. But yeah, that's the life update. Was, I thought I had another one, too. I don't remember what my other one is. I don't know. I do that a lot. Wedding planning. Oh, yes. Wedding planning. Joys. For, for those of you that are, um, I say this lovingly, it is great to have a wedding. And I think it's fantastic and so worth the time you spend planning it. But if you just got engaged, just go elope. Just just do it. Just just rip off the band-aid and go elope. Because you're going to, it's just, it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Go spend the money doing that. <laughs> but because I love all of our families, and I mean this in the nicest way, because I love Jacob's family. I think they're great people. They are, have great hearts, and they're so welcoming. I thought they were going to be the ones that gave us more issues to this process. No. <laughs> like, I feel like wedding planning, it's like, it, it brings out the best and the worst of <laughs> everybody's family. Oh, it's like so a marriage trial. It is a marriage trial. It's like, are y'all going to make it kind of trial? Yeah. And luckily for one. us, it's like, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. It's not an issue. It's just like, is your family going to be fine? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's been definitely interesting, but we're getting through it, and it's all going to be great, and we're going to have a massive party that's going to be epic. Sure. So I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, too. Yes, you should I've be. I've been excited from the start. Yeah. Of so the true. engagement. So true. You're engagement. excited about everything. So true. Queen. In the best way. <laughs> I just love a good nuptial celebration. So true. That's honestly just for the podcast <laughs> listeners. I think you should know how wonderful Stephanie and Maddie are <laughs> because they drove two hours south to my hometown for our surprise engagement slash engagement party, and like it was great. Like, no you thing. know you have true friends when they are willing to do that. <laughs> Non-negotiable. It was it was epic. I was asking so many questions. <laughs> there was so much charcuterie you could oh. not imagine. Shout out to Kenny. Kenny spent so much time putting that together. Yes. Uh, Jacob's brother, he, like, watched a bunch of charcuterie videos and how to make the little meat roses and stuff like that. And he made the boards for our engagement party. That was that day. So it was great. He's an expert. So, yes, so true. So true, Queen. I love it. Um, that's my life updates. I love it. I love it. Um, do we want to move on to phlegmatic? Yes. Okay. I mean, she just said that we are likable, but let's talk about how Sydney is likable. <laughs> In case... Okay, I'm moving this a little closer to us. In case people missed our last episode, I think it was episode four, was Sanguine. So... I go a little bit more into the background of temperament types in that episode, if you want to go back and listen to it. But just as a refresher, they started with Hippocrates, 
ancient Greece, and they're still used today, some in psychology, and they're linked to the Myers-Briggs personality types. So deep tracks. They're mm-hmm. kind of deep tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, the quiz that we used to get our results was temperamentquiz.com, which yep. is a Catholic-centered Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say their descriptions are Catholic per se, but it's kind of more based off of a Catholic Christian book written about the temperament types. Yeah, they also like, because they tell you who you're like, like, and it does list some saints. That's the only true. noticeable thing that makes true. it Catholic, I think, when you're doing the quiz itself. That's true. It yeah. does in the quiz itself ask you what you're, if you are religious and what your religion denomination is. Does it? Yeah, it does. Um, I just had Jacob's niece do it. And, and I, I was, remember that. She... I, I remember doing it because I was like, oh, I don't know what to answer because we're going through the process of converting. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to put this since we're two weeks away from being um, entering that church. So we, I was having her do it and she's like 12. And so she was like, I don't know what to answer for this. So I helped her with it and explained like what she was and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so that's what I was like, oh, I forgot this was in here. Mm-hmm. But I, I doubt they use that to weigh yeah. like your results. That's probably more of a data collection question. I think question. it is, Yeah. I agree with mm-hmm. that. Like um, patient characteristics. Yeah. We highly recommend going to temperamentquiz.com yes. and taking your temperament if you don't already know it. Um, My only critique is that you get a whole bunch of wonderful information about your type and very little information about the other types. You have to ask your friends. Well, side note, <laughs> if you go up to the top, and if you go up to the top, it does list out all the different temperaments and all their qualities, as well as their temperament, um, like, the combinations and stuff. It does go through all that stuff and tell you everything. But if you email, if you, like, do your quiz, and mm-hmm. then at the bottom it says share this with your friends, if you share it with your friends through their email, it will email you a separate thing comparing your two temperaments and how your relationship works the uh, best and what to avoid to maintain that relationship and stuff. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, like we did that with Maddie. Yeah. Sydney sent it to me and it sent you all of that information, you but it didn't send it. me any of it. I'll forward it to you. No. Yeah. That's See, that's weird. the thing. That's I want that yeah, extra the, information, but you only get it with your own or you get a more yeah. in-depth analysis of you your do. own type. Yeah, that's true. That is true. And if you work for temperamentquiz.com, please, Update please this. fix, fix this for our friend Maddie, <laughs> yes. the cleric. We'll be reaching out. We'll be in touch. <laughs> I mean, they might pick it up through some sort of, um, what is it called? Uh, algorithm? Yes. Because mm, we're talking the computers. Because we're talking about it? Mm. The bots. Anyway. So those are the temperaments. Um, sanguine, phlegmatic, choleric. And melancholic. Mm-hmm. So today, phlegmatic, you are Sydney, yes. the most likable personality. So I have some background info. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and the applause button. <laughs> I mean, let's give her a round of applause for being the most likable. Sure. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, phlegmatics are the most likable of the personalities. Their element is water. So it's calm, it's cool, it's flowing. They, um, if you were following on along last time when we did Wind in the Willows, they would be the character Mole, or they're also Winnie the Pooh, or they're Pooh Bear from Winnie the Pooh. I guess those are both his name. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. Um, 
So good things about phlegmatics. They're relaxed, they're calm, easygoing. Um, they can stay cool under pressure. That is true. Uh, they get along well with others. So they're good team players. They're good natured. They can be perceptive and empathetic. And they are trustworthy, loyal, and selfless. All great things. Some challenging things um, that I was reading about were they can fear conflict. They can be apathetic or indifferent or indecisive in some ways, which can lead to them procrastinating. They can also appear shy um, and maybe more withdrawn. And um, they can maybe blame themselves for things that go wrong. That kind of partners with the fear and conflict idea. Mm. But... Just overall, warm, fuzzy, poo bear, lovable people, as our Sydney is. <laughs> I am poo bear. <laughs> I need a honey shirt. <laughs> a little honey jar. Carry it around. Crop top. <laughs> yes. No pants. But yes. <laughs> we will let you. We will allow. <laughs> I had a poo bear, like, big. I never. Th- that just. Like core memory just like Unlocked. popped up in my unlocked in my mind. <laughs> it's like one Christmas I got this massive Pooh Bear that was from like the Disney store or something from the mall, but my parents mm-hmm. got me that for Christmas and I was like, that must be why. It's so cute. But yeah. How perfect is this? Jacob was Tigger from yeah. his family and you got a Pooh Bear gift. Yeah. It makes sense. Hey. Verified. So, so suspicions true. confirmed. Can yeah. I make a really quick side note before mm-hmm, we talk yeah. about phlegmatic? I forgot that I was going to say this for my life update. Cameron wanted to watch Wind in the Willows after we uh, talked about it last week. And so he pulls up like what I can only assume is a 90s British. It's the only one. Live action version. Yeah. Oh, Respectfully, wait. we only got 10 minutes into it before I was like, this is weird. I could not keep watching this. I had the <laughs> so same weird. reaction to that because Jacob tried to make me watch that too. <laughs> so weird. And like, usually I, I love a delightfully weird thing, but I couldn't do it. I was like, I'm just going to read the book instead. Mm. I can't do it. Live action makes me think it, it was... No, it's like live action with like animated like animals right no they're like the bunnies are wearing bunny ears and oh maybe we're not thinking the same one i don't remember i remember like jacob this is like a childhood core memory for jacob and i love him and i appreciate him so much that i would happily watch it if he wanted me to the last time we attempted to i hardcore fell asleep because i was just like i kind of checked out and i was like (laughs) i'm not i'm not ready for this experience yet (laughs) so we're gonna try again but it was like it was like a picture of an actual like pond and river and the reeds and stuff at the beginning. It's so calm. There's a little rowboat. Maybe that was animated. Maybe it's a different one. There might be two of them. We'll look that up. We'll do some investigating post-podcast. Um, anyways. Yeah, it yeah. was respectfully... I love how much he loves it, though. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll read the book first and then I'll yes. watch it. But I thought, if I continue this exercise... And this is my first impression of this story. I'm not going to ever watch it again. Like, no, no. <laughs> I, sorry to the people out there that really love that movie. I don't even want to read the book. I want Jacob to make a recording of himself reading it aloud. Because he does oh. all like the character voices and the inflections so well. Because he gets really into it. We have the equipment for that. So true. I think 
I think that's the answer. To I noticed that. Yes, he, he gets so into he it. He was the voice of Toad. 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 Well, he wasn't Toad. He was just narrating. But he was yes. narrating, yeah. and then who? Who's the sanguine in Toad? Toad. Toad. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mole is the phlegmatic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Mole. So, um, why don't we start with what you love about being phlegmatic? Yes. I'm sorry, I took your questions. <laughs> no. Just we happened. Finished, we finished each other's sentences here. <laughs> so true. We finished each other's sandwiches. <laughs> and <laughs> depending on the day. Okay, sorry. What do you love? Um, I think I'm just like such a peacekeeper. Like, I like making people happy. That's like... I enjoy making people happy, and I think that's part of being phlegmatic is because I am the person that tries to make sure everybody's happy and going good and doing well, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, I, yeah, that's, I, I'm just gonna stop there, yeah. Yeah. I like making people happy, um, I don't know, I'm more quiet. I think the big thing is just, like, making sure to, like, understand your role with like all the different temperaments because I feel like my role with the temperaments and the people I'm around it's just like I am more quiet and more reserved but I make sure people are okay I make sure they're happy I do what I can to like give back and like help out the friends and do all that stuff and I think that's a good thing and I kind of just go with the flow like if we're deciding going to dinner and somebody feels very strongly about a certain place I'm like all right cool whatever that sounds good yeah. Even though I really wanted, like, hibachi or something like that, it's like, okay, whatever, we can go get Mexican food, that's fine. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yes. It's she, just, I, yes. I like being the peacekeeper. It's like, it makes life a lot easier, I think. Aww. So. Yeah. She embodies, like, the the flow of just whatever is clever. Like, we, she's not, not, I mean, indifference, it sounds bad, but she's kind of like, I'm cool with whatever and she keeps the peace sure when we yeah <laughs> have a decision yeah. to go somewhere there's two eat. sides to that coin okay. <laughs> just wait sure, until later yeah. okay <laughs> yeah um so what is important to you as a phlegmatic person hmm. like important to me in terms of what like like values or like just in general Sure. Or in social situations. Social situations, I think just as a phlegmatic, once again, just going with the flow and being chill. But, like, just because this is a big thing, because I don't voice my opinions a lot, Mm. doesn't mean I don't have them. (laughs) I just don't vocalize them. Um, But, yeah, that's just a, a thing. So, I think... Good to know. Yeah. I might be getting ahead of myself, because I... No, I, this is perfect. I just I, think that's a big thing, yeah. I wrote that down on my paper. Oh, did you? That was, this is actually my mom's question. Shout out to the other Stephanie. Oh. Uh, she wants to know, Yeah. do you really not care? Like, is it just because you're happy to go with anything? Or do you care? You just don't want to say it. 80% of the time, I don't care. Okay. Like, there's a 20%, and this is something I've had to really work on, like, when you're at the point in your a relationship where you're like getting ready to get married and stuff, you really have to do some reflection. It's like understand what frustrates other people around you whenever you are doing cer- certain things, and it's like that indifference can be frustrating for the people around me if they just really want to know my opinion. And sometimes I legitimately am like, I could do either, and it does not bother me either way. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I really want 
Asian food and I need sushi in the next 30 minutes. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but like, I've had to learn to just vocalize that and stop being the go with the flow if I do feel strongly about something. Sure. Like, I, that's something I had to come to terms with as I got older. I did not do that as, uh, when I was young and I would definitely, I still internalize a lot of things, but it was hardcore when I was in like, basically college and younger I was like I would just internalize and bottle up and just be like yeah that's fine whatever no matter what no matter what it was definitely like the fall on the sword kind of gal but sure mm-hmm. so but so I 80% do, like 80% even even that extra like 20% it's like I'm not gonna die or be super upset if it doesn't go my way it's like whatever yeah <laughs> so as your community we need to be aware if Sydney tells us that she does want to do something that we know it's real. If I state that I want something like, like I, I keep using food as a reference, but like that's, <laughs> that's where I think this comes in the most. It's just like, if I say, Hey, I really want to go get like Bangkok square for dinner. Like mm-hmm. let's, and we're talking about dinner, but I vocalize, I want that specific restaurant don't even bother bringing any place up because that's like that's where I want to go. Game mm-hmm. over. Okay. So mm-hmm. I don't know, but Noted. sometimes things do come up and I'm, I do change my mind. But okay, I don't know. That's just something to know. And usually, if I do have something that really bothers me, I'll I'll say something. That's something I had to learn. Like as I got older, it's like it's not good to bottle up and you do need to vocalize when it really matters. But it's just like I my my t- temperament, I guess with that is a lot more loose like I I don't get caught up on every little thing I let a lot more go than some of the other personality types <laughs> yes <laughs> I feel personally attacked by that statement so I'm just kidding <laughs> no it's so that's great I mean it's I don't know admirable it's just different I don't think one personality type is better than another. I think they all have their place in time and they all have their own struggles and benefits. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How how much do you resonate with the feeling calm under pressure? <laughs> I I never thought I would be like that, but I really do like I thrive in situations like that. Tell us I more. Like I was this is like one small thing that started like the leadership like role I had in high school and college and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just like I was in the theater, like the tech theater department when I was in high school. I did three years of that. And my third year, I was stage manager for a production. And literally, you only have three shows. Like you spend months preparing for three shows. And literally, one of the, I think it was the first night or the second night, one of the stagehands just completely, like, she was having a meltdown about something completely, like, that had nothing to do with anything related to the play. She mm-hmm. just was in a dressing room crying, and I was mm-hmm. like, I, okay. Well, at the transition scene, she, because she was in a dressing room crying, for whatever reason, she didn't put out props that are necessary in that scene that they literally pick up and are walking around as like a picture frame and are talking to mm-hmm. as part of the scene mm-hmm. so that was a like a panic moment because like all of the like stagehands and stuff are freaking out like oh my goodness what are we gonna do I, this is like the play is gonna fall apart and i was just like it's fine let's talk through this it's gonna be okay and like we and this happened in like 
under a minute, like a minute to two minutes. Like by the time people realized and we, and I chilled them out, talked them through it. We figured out how to get it on stage with one of the actors and like fix the situation. And within that like minute to two minutes, my like director that ran the program had come like literally opened the door to backstage and I literally just put my hand up and I said, wait, we fixed it. It's fine. And he just turned around and left. He was like, okay. And he closed the door and he went back out into the crowd and just like stuff like that. That's, I just like, I don't panic when it's like very fast paced. We got to fix this right now. And I'm in problem solving mode. And I think that came out a lot too. when I was a band director, like when you're a teacher, especially a band director, there's a lot of fires you got to put out very quickly. And so that was one of the things that like I strived with as I would get frustrated that I had to deal with it, but I would like thrive under that pressure. Wow. Those are great stories. That's superpower. That story got me the drum major role in high school. (laughs) Literally that specific situation because I use that in my interview. (laughs) They're like, oh yeah. I love a good story. It's a Mm, good time. I do too. Yeah. That is a superpower. Sydney's superpower unlocked. (laughs) So when we are freaking out in a travel situation or a restaurant situation. I I get told this by my boss all the time, but he's like, I love you because you're such an optimist. Because he'll be like, he'll be mad about something and he'll just be like angry. And I'll just like say like one quick, quick phase and he'll just stop and he'll like look at me. He's like, you're such an optimist. That makes me feel better. I was like. That's great. <laughs> Good. I love it. And I think that comes into that whole like um problem solving, like also like go with the flow mode, trying to keep everybody happy. Good thing. natured. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why people want to be around you. They love an optimist. Sure. Unless you're like venting. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. I yeah. But you're a half glass the glass is half full. Yeah. Most of, like I I have very specific people I vent to like that's just that's an outlet mm-hmm. mm. y'all know <laughs> yeah sure so. sure um so I guess we could go into my question which I had for the sanguines it was a little deep I am melancholic so pardon the deepness of this question how do you grieve as a phlegmatic and conversely how do you feel and experience joy as a phlegmatic? Hmm. Okay, so I want to clarify and say I, my combination is phlegmatic melancholic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think my melancholic side comes out a lot whenever I'm like grieving mode. You know sure. what I mean? So I think I get I do, I do get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get very emotional sometimes, but like. My main thing is, like, bottling it up until it, like, adds up to a breaking point kind of thing. Mm. And so that's something I've had to work through, um, like, as an adult and just figure that out mm. and to learn how to not do that. So it's a little bit of deprogramming style, but mm. um, I do bottle things up. I don't voice my opinions when I think they are, they matter, but people don't always ask and it's more of a peacekeeping thing if I just don't voice them. So I think that's, um, such a peacekeeper. Yeah. Okay. So a little I, unlearning, but is what you're talking about. Yeah. But joy, um, Oh, how do I experience joy? I get really excited. Like I get excited, not in the same way, like, like J- Jacob Tigger mode. I don't get that <laughs> excited. And also side note, when I listened to that, 
he mentioned how I said to him that I know when he wants to jump. Yes. Mm-hmm. He leans forward on his feet like he's about to. That's how I know when he <laughs> wants to jump. Like his Aww. whole body shifts forward a little bit and he'll bring his hands together slightly, but he won't clap. That's how I know he's in Tigger mode and wants to start hopping. And it's so it. cute. It's like, it's one of those small Aww. things you notice about your significant other that you just think is adorable. And anyways, side, side note, and going back to the joy thing, I get really excited. <laughs> I start talking a lot because I don't normally do that, which is weird. Um, especially if Jacob pointed this out to me. He was like, yeah, when you're drinking, you really start like rambling. And it's all like really positive things. <laughs> like, you're just really happy. <laughs> so, Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yes. Yeah. So, and I do that too when I'm nervous a little bit, <laughs> but. It's I think time. it's interesting that Sanguine and Phlegmatic both were, like you said, bottle things up mm-hmm. because you want to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. And then Sanguines with Grief said that they like pretend it's not happening mm-hmm. or something Denial like that. Denial and deflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very similar. I don't. Yes, it is very similar. I don't feel like I, I'm, like, in denial about something, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel it on a really deep level. Mm. Like, it, like they talked about being empathetic and things like that. Like, I feel empathetic and I feel that pain, but I'm not going to share it with anybody or share it with people. Like, I do acknowledge it and I know what I'm going through and I'm very good about self-analyzing. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not going to go, like talk about it a bunch i just kind of i do put it off i do ignore it until it's like Mm -hmm. come out like all at the same time but (laughs) yeah it's a good time it'd be like that it do be like that (laughs) i do like the glass half full um mentality though and i i guess i have a follow-up question to the peacekeeping Mm -hmm. so I guess, my question is, how and why is peacekeeping so important to you? Is it because you realize and recognize these issues aren't worth getting worked up about? Is peace really something that you value in your community? Is it um, just your normal state of being? Um, yeah. Avoiding conflict. Avoiding conflict. What? Where what's does the, the drive? Yeah, what's the drive? I would go with avoiding conflict because I get really <laughs> uncomfortable when people are mad or angry or arguing, things like that. Mm. Like, physically to my core, I hate that and it gives me, like, anxiety almost to where, like, I just want to solve their issue. Like, I've learned, because my boss gets mad about stuff sometimes and that's fine. I've learned if there's things, like, I can do to mitigate that from even, like, the possibility of that happening, mm. I go for that. Like, that's just what I do, like, at work. And mm. so, like, things like that. Like, I just, I really feel, like, f- uncomfortable when people are upset. And I just, like, I think it's part of the empathy thing, too. It's just, like, I feel, like, why they're, and I understand why they're angry or why they're upset. So then that makes me, like empathetic towards their situation and almost like and I want to fix it and I want to help them I just want I just want people to be happy I just want to make people happy I like I like making people happy I'm so I'm like this is so eye-opening as to why this is the likable personality I always knew that but in speaking to you I would love if somebody anticipated my need before I needed it in order to make me a happier person or avoid 
getting me into an angry state. I mean, who would yeah. not want that in a partner, a friend, an employee? I mean, that's why they are the most likable personality because they think about these things. Whereas I'm like <laughs> in a melancholic spiral over here, but they're like, okay, how can I mitigate this situation? Like you said, to avoid anger or conflict. It's yeah. kind of brilliant. And also, sometimes bad things happen and people are angry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that hard for you? I mean, you already said it's hard for you, I guess. I think it's just, it's difficult. And I understand in life, like, there's always going to be stuff like that. Like, I'm very, like, like, I acknowledge that there's always going to be times where you're sad or angry or upset about something. That's totally fine. That's just part of being a person. Like, Mm-hmm. In living an actual life, like, you're going to have conflict, and you're, but it makes you stronger kind of thing. And it's just, like, mm-hmm. there's always I, – I don't want to be – I know when to say something versus when not to say something and just walk away. Like, that's another thing, too. It's, like, sometimes I can say something to fix it. Yeah. Like, we, we had a leak at work, and I keep using my boss as an example, but, like, <laughs> okay. we had a leak at work, and, like, it was – it happened it had stopped leaking by the time we got there and like my bosses were upset about it because like obviously you don't want that to happen it ruined some equipment but like you don't want i was like it could still be leaking and it could have caved the roof in or it could have ruined this thing too at least that's not happening right Mm -hmm. now and things like that there's like certain things you can say to help versus to like make it worse and sometimes Mm. that positive person can make it worse Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. something to consider too, and like just having that situational awareness is a big thing. Sure, I think I completely evaded your question. What did you ask me? No, it's valid. Okay, I was I, I didn't really ask a then. question. It was okay. just those situations are inevitable. Yeah, it's just, and you explained how you try to navigate that. Well, like life is long, but life is like really short, and like if you spend like I I allow myself my like melancholic week or melancholic day where I like am really Mm -hmm. sad or upset about something and I just have to like process it to like get over it and then I can move on but like you can't live your whole life like that either so Mm, sure so true queen I just that's why I like making people happy is because I know like life is short and you should enjoy every moment that's the point of living so Mm -hmm. as many moments as possible so one of the other things Oh, so go, go so ahead. inspirational. This is so inspirational. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Friend. I just wanted to say that it was inspirational. <clears throat> One of the things I also love about you, Sydney, is you strike me as the type of person that if I had to go to you with bad news or I had to cancel plans because I mixed something up or I can't make something or any number of things... You also, I'm not sure if you recognize this, but give off a very forgiving vibe. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. And mm. I always chalked it up. Tell for me like, more. <laughs> I chalked it up to like a like a childhood thing, like or just like family thing that I've noticed with people and like learned from that. And I thought that's why I was forgiving, but I really think it's my temperament. It's just how I am. Like, cause Aww. I don't want to hold stuff against people, cause then that just makes me unhappy and it makes them unhappy too. But like. I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think forgiveness is a big thing, and I think it's important. And if you are holding on to grudges and stuff in your heart, it just makes you 
an unhappy person and it just makes your life a lot harder so like why not just forget people also this is what i was gonna say because they um, don't always deserve it yes Sydney. so true but they may, <laughs> this is a big thing i've learned in like my studies though with like because i'm we're converting into a new church you have to do these personal studies and stuff and listen to these podcasts and do these readings like living your life in love even if somebody doesn't deserve something you can still love them even if they don't agree with you or live their life how you think they should like mm-hmm. you should live your life through love and show them love and forgiveness because yeah it helps you but it really that's what they need to be able to move forward so like why would i deny them that um also this this is the other side note um I'm such an introvert. Stephanie's over here about to cry. <laughs> I'm gushing. Such a I'm literally gushing over these insights. Well, Continue. You mentioned like um, the whole canceling plan things and coming up with that. I'm such an introvert that I love it when people cancel plans <laughs> with me. Like sometimes I do want to do the thing, but like a lot of the times I just want to go home and I just want to cross stitch my little cross stitches and watch some Grey's Anatomy. Brilliant. <laughs> so that's my like guilty pleasure that i get made fun of for so i have a great time (laughs) i have an interesting observation to share (laughs) that could be good or bad (laughs) but i'm gonna share it anyway please the the like most notable phlegmatic thing that i noticed about you or that i noticed in the beginning when we started being friends um Jacob being so sanguine is like wants to be everywhere all of the time like wants to do all the things and you're just like always there yeah all right okay we're gonna be there along for the ride you want to be at the bar until like two o'clock in the morning singing karaoke Sydney will be there regardless if she really wants to or not she's there I have fallen asleep (laughs) at a bar before and like he's like all right it's time to go home because you're like falling asleep right now and I'm like but you're having such a good time. I don't exactly. want to <laughs> Like That is not me. I, yeah. I would say, okay, can we go home now? Like, I would yeah. be upset. I would want to go to bed. Sydney, no. It's like, I'm just here for the duration. Yeah. Mm. It's just, I didn't have time. Like, we complement each other so well for that reason. Because we have completely opposite personalities, but the same core values. And so we complement mm-hmm. each other so well. Like... He's the person, I literally told him this before coming over here. I was like, you're the person, because you're so sanguine, like, you go up and make friends with the people that I'm scared to talk to. You make friends with them first, then they felt obligated to come talk to me, and then we become friends. <laughs> like, it's the, you, just, you do the hard work, like, break the ice, and then I come in swinging, because I'm fun. Like, I feel yeah. like we, be, Maddie and I became friends because our, my, Jacob and her husband Cameron are we're besties and then we went up to see them in South Carolina and then mm-hmm. we were both I think more introverted and quiet so it was like slow conversation at first and then after a little bit it like got easier but I think yeah because that's yeah. the thing when I don't remember I think I said this one of the things about phlegmatic is they can appear shy yeah or be shy yes in the beginning yeah, yeah. I'm shy I've gotten I've gotten better about that because it's like work and like leadership stuff because i've learned how like i have coined like key phrases to initiate conversation to at least get it started Hmm. that's something i've had to learn like becoming an adult so i wasn't like you know totally socially awkward but what (laughs) what was you thinking of maddie 
I, sorry, I'm sitting over here with my mouth open because I had a realization. What? Is it because you want to like check them, like check their temperament so that when you do become like friends with them and start having a conversation with them, you know what to say yeah. to not cause conflict or to like make them happy? That's a good observation. I never thought of that. Like you're, you look shy maybe because you're collecting information. I am. That's a, okay. That's the key point of what you just said was like, I am collecting information because I'm learning, I'm gathering what your likes are and what you're involved in Mm. because then like, then I know how to initiate conversation with you (laughs) in the future. And I also know like what your interests are. So it's easier to talk to you. I think that goes with everybody. It's like, and that's why, like Jacob has to prep me when we're going and like, I'm meeting new people that he's friends with because Jacob has... I, I kid you not, like, a thousand friends. Like, he knows, mm-hmm. I swear, half the country, like, by mm-hmm. now. Like, he just, he knows a lot of people. And then I then have to meet their girlfriends or wives or whoever. So mm-hmm. they have to, like, he has to prep me. I'm like, all right, I need all the details <laughs> on these people <laughs> and their lives so I know what to initiate conversation about and what they like and just not to make them angry. <laughs> yeah. So I don't like to offend. <laughs> yeah. So. Avoiding conflict. That's a great observation. I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. She looks shy. Like many people in your life, they appear shy, yet they're analyzing. They've got all the numbers running in their head, Mm -hmm. tallying up, but for a good cause so that they can bond with you and make you happy and create a good relationship. So Mm -hmm. I remember when we met. Not for evil. Yeah, so true. When we met, it was like that we were both clarinet players. That's what Jacob told me. That was my key fact about you. (laughs) I don't see myself as a clarinet player. You're not. Playing an instrument in high school. That was the only thing that he saw that was in common with us at first, though, because he didn't know you either. So that was just like, oh, you play clarinet? Cool. So did I. (laughs) It's just because he's sanguine. I know. Sanguine penguin. He's trying... He he does his best to make those connections. (laughs) He is the life of the party and it pairs well with the go with the flow conflict avoidant service avoid service oriented person that is likable i think i think sanguines and uh, phlegmatics make a great pairing i think that's yeah and i agree with that like it's it's i think it works well because like i do like to stay in sometimes but i do like he he initiates that going out, and without him, I probably wouldn't go out as much as I do. But, like, I like doing that, and I like spending that time with him. But, like, because I'm phlegmatic, like, okay, 2 a.m. is a little late to be out of the bar. I'm a little sleepy. Can we go home? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, sure. we, it helps with the other person's boundaries, if you yes. know what I mean. So, it, yeah. And respecting that, too, like, with that other person. So, that's where you hit that good balance between the two. Because mm-hmm. you get a little bit of both. You get to cook together at home and watch a movie, or you get to go out to the um, the jazz club and listen to him play music, because he's a fantastic tromponist. Hmm. We'll talk about that. Yes. Maybe we'll do an episode mm. about music. Sure. sure. We are a musical group. You, you're you married to an ex-band director and friends with a ex-band director. Yep. <laughs> so, actually, pretty much everybody in the group, like, minus... Three people are all musicians, like... Yes. Yeah. Y'all have a type. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I think it's funny that we have commented how you and Jacob complement each other and balance each other out, and your temperaments also play into that. 
Um, because it is your personality. It's your full person. But it's also just kind of how you're wired. And he's the ticker to my Winnie the Pooh. He is. <laughs> always getting into mischief and Pooh is there to be a friend. <laughs> applause. Applause. Because <laughs> we don't have an awe button. <laughs> I wish we could record our own buttons for this thing someday. You someday. can get a separate thing that does that. That has more options, but I don't know how you connect it. Once we get some podcast sponsors, mm-hmm. Warby Parker. <laughs> we'll so be cooking. Anyone. <laughs> Literally anyone. <laughs> how is this podcast free? Right. Um, so you touched a little bit on advice for other phlegmatic people, but do you have any nuggets that you'd like to share with our audience? For phlegmatics or just for the audience? For other phlegmatics. For other phlegmatics, don't be as, like, yes, it's okay to, like, hold back and not always say your opinion, but, like, when it comes down to it, you should really share what you're thinking because it helps you and it helps the people around you because it's very frustrating if you aren't voicing things, but they're asking you directly. Like, just just say it. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. don't be mean about it, but, like, just say it. It's okay. Like, just share that. And, um, don't blame, not everything is your fault. Stop taking the blame for everything. I do that hardcore, like, there's no tomorrow. Like, even if it's not my fault, I find a way for it to be my fault just to, like, mm. like make the waves a little bit smoother. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, apologizing for things. It's like, no, I'm sorry, I really should have done this. I could have alleviated this. Like, that's a big thing. And so it's just, if it's not your fault, it's not your fault. It's okay. It's okay to be wrong. Um, stop procrastinating. I'm, like, a great ape procrastinator like <laughs> like there's no tomorrow like i will leave everything until the last minute given the opportunity so don't do that it sucks it really makes your life so much harder <laughs> i liked your advice about the key phrases too of how to start a conversation and uh you know be a little outgoing so this is kind of sad i think like that humanity has come to this point but also i think it's kind of great that somebody's help trying to help it um, I'm a Dave Ramsey enjoyer, just to a degree. I don't agree with everything he says, but, like, I do like listening to him because it puts me in the right mindset to not go blowing all of my money. Um, <laughs> sure. But one of his Ramsey personalities, um, oh, I don't remember his name now. I listen to his podcast all the time. He's, like, the therapist one. John Deloney. It's John Deloney. He has these conversation cards hmm. for, like, different, they have just the family conversation cards. There's the friends, like, he has different versions depending on your situations, and it's all meant to, like, initiate conversation. Hmm. I'm like, on a humanity level, it's kind of sad that we're to that point where, like, we're so in our phones, like, we don't know how to be basic, like, people. But at the same time, I think it's great somebody's trying to help that, like. Sure. Absolutely. Give people opportunity to bond with, like, their kid or, like, other people, so. Yeah. Have you seen these cards? You know what? I never bought them because okay. I was like, I really can't validate spending money on that because mm. I can hold an okay conversation. Sure. So I think for people that feel a lot of like social anxiety and awkwardness, like I think it's super valuable for them because it helps like alleviate that extra stress of them trying to formulate things to come up with the talk. Like you can like study those cards, prep yourself for conversations and then be good. Like you just have a like, I, I learned this stuff working my high school slash college job at a famous grocery chain that's in Florida. If you, you probably know what that is. But I was a Publix. cashier. Publix. Club Sponsor Club. us. Sponsor Literally, us. please. Club Club. <laughs> I 
highly recommend that being your job if you are a high schooler. That is a great entry-level job. And honestly, hashtag stay with the company. It's so, it's so good. Um, 90% of the time. Love them. Um, <laughs> Sponsor us. Yes, please. Give us a pub sub. <laughs> I know you can have that the pub sub. That was a shining cards. review of your company. I don't know why you wouldn't well, want to sponsor us after I, that. I grew up a Publix kid. Like, my dad was a Publix manager. I grew up in that environment. I grew up where their headquarters is. And, like, that was, like... It was it was hardcore. You you like bleed green if you like work if you seriously work for that company. If you're mm. gonna stay with it, you have to bleed green. Like that's their they don't say that, but it's implied. Mm-hmm. Um, which is easy to do because it's fun. I don't know. I kind of miss it sometimes. I get tired of. Do you have a favorite Publix green? Like, are you liking the the, the, oh, the bright up. or hold the up. dark? Okay, um, go, yes. Publix has their own coined color for the record. Their shade of green is owned by them i'm pretty sure it was like something that Epic. they came up with and like they i don't know if it's like certified or whatever sure. but that's what they use for all their advertisements all when rights they, reserved when they rebranded is when i think it got brighter mm. so and that happened when i was in college i think so okay. that's about like six years ago i think but like mm. and if you look through the decades and stuff they rebrand like every 10 years so the public's lore. now they have like the smoothed p as their logo instead of like the one that was in the circle before mm. sorry i'm a Publix kid i could talk about it forever i'm gonna not talk about stephanie that. and i are not from florida so we don't we don't know the public's history right I'm but only... i did like when they switched to or they had like the muted green yeah uniforms and i think they phased those out already yeah no those are pretty much gone so they've actually consolidated um <laughs> Like, all of the cashiers and baggers now wear the same uniform. It's this bright green shirt and black or... They actually... They've gotten really lax with their uniform. They used to be super strict on it. Like, back in the day, you, you like, the guys had to wear a, like, button-down white shirt with a tie. Like, if mm-hmm. you did not have your tie, you're going to be in trouble. If you have, like, any sort of hair on your face that is not just a mustache go shave your face like right now they were very mm-hmm. strict about it mm-hmm. but i think just because of like the job market and how it's been in the last like 10 years they've really relaxed it to try and promote retention of their employees mm-hmm. um which i totally understand like it's i think when it comes down to it, it's more important to have a good hard-working employee than to have so- like than to turn someone away because they have a tattoo on their arm you know mm-hmm. what i mean sure mm-hmm. but so they've relaxed a lot of their stuff, but they got rid of, I think, the muted, muted green a lot. Like, the uniforms, like, the cashiers used to have the vest that was, like, that mm-hmm. green. Um, but I think it's, I'm guessing it's because of money. It's probably a lot cheaper to just produce one standard uniform for multiple positions than it mm. is to have, like, different ones for everything. Yeah. So they've kind of tried to streamline things to, you know, business it up. But that makes sense. You gotta live, you gotta learn about Mr. George. You can't live in Florida if you don't know about Mr. George. I love Mr. George. <laughs> You'll have to teach us. I you're, will. I'm, you're really into Publix right now. Mm-hmm. I'm like in the, yeah, sorry, I'm in the zone for it. When I, my, right before I quit, I was so over it. But that's because I was working with a bunch of high schoolers. So I would just, I have. <laughs> we appreciate high schoolers I, in the right elements. <laughs> I like, okay, I don't know if this is a phlegmatic thing, but like, I cannot stand people that don't have a good work ethic. Like, I feel mm. like it's really difficult for me to pe- see people that, like, disregard, like, just what they're... Do- like, don't put any care into what they're doing, no matter mm. what it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just me or if it's a phlegmatic thing, but... 
Well, as phlegmatic, you're good-natured. There's another word, though, I read about it. It's um, something about values. It was like high values or something like that. Mm. Or noble values. That's what it was. Mm. You appreciate, as a phlegmatic, noble values. And I think Mm. that work ethic is something that's kind of under that. Chivalry, work ethic, things like that. that Mm -hmm. I think are some of those core values, I think. Sure. Phlegmatics, definitely. And that was something I think I saw on the quiz. Like, you appreciate that a lot more than mm-hmm. other people it's something you value sure but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. i'll stop talking about public snow no i mean public snow <laughs> I got my really favorite places it. to go in the covid 19 pandemic i mean they were essential workers and it was the only thing i felt like i could do for about two or three months the only besides go to the farmer's market it's like go it was grocery everybody's shopping. outing it was everybody's outing yeah and I, they had to be there they were they never stopped working not no. a single day yeah and Publix Essential. rewarded them for that. Like, we got gift cards for being, like, for working, like, literally one every two weeks or, like, once a month. We got a gift card for, like, bought my groceries for, like, a week kind of thing. It was nice. pretty good. And nice. they definitely value their employees. So that's why I yeah. go off about them. But Is and, another one of your values tradition? Yeah. I love tradition. I love having <laughs> traditions. Like... Aww. It's so much fun. I think it's really important. I miss some so many of the family things I grew up with. Like mm-hmm. it's just faced away of like as grandparents leave us or oh. as like, you know, I've moved away from my hometown and I'm away from my family. It's like I don't get to take part in those same traditions anymore and that mm-hmm. that makes me sad, but it's also like good cuz I get to make new ones, but I like I appreciate those things I think a lot more. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I think Jacob appreciates that too. So I feel like definitely. I don't know if that's just a phlegmatic thing or if that's just us. But hmm. yeah, hard know. to say. Hard to say. I've just something I've noticed is just your love of tradition and Jacob's love of tradition, and as a val- as something you value. I think you can loop that in under noble val- like noble noble values or attributes or whatever. And I think mm-hmm. I think that's why I like Jacob too. Is like he exhibits a lot of those things, and that's why you know. We work well together. If we had an aw button. (laughs) Should we could do another one, two, three, aw? We We did that. Okay. Okay. Aw. I'll do it again. I love this insight about phlegmatic. Me too. Got a lot. Got a lot of good info. Such a delightful. Did you cover all of your mom's questions? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So delightful. I did write on here clumsy. (laughs) <laughs> you mentioned something like that. Is that a phlegmatic thing? I don't think so. I just I I that's think just, that's just me. That's just a you thing. I just I drop <laughs> Jacob gets so mad at me because I, I drop my phone like at least three or four times a day. And it's mm. not on purpose. I just think I don't have very good like I don't know. Like I don't f- have great feeling in my fingers and I'm cold all the time. I don't think I have great blood circulation. I think that's why I'm clumsy. Mm. I also just run into things for like no apparent reason. Like I'll just walk into a door jam because mm. I just, I don't know. I think that's just me. <laughs> to be determined. I to be determined. It, yes. You know, I think it might be phlegmatic. There's something to be said about it because I, now that I'm thinking of the phlegmatics in my family and uh, <laughs> shout out, um, I'm not going to mention them because uh, I think they're phlegmatic, but I think there is something in a cute way. They're kind of clumsy, kind of like a Pooh Bear clumsy. Yeah, you know, so just kind of like bumbling through life. Yeah, <laughs> happy go lucky. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, 
Like, he always is spilling his honey, and it's going everywhere, and then he has to stick his hand in it, and it's, like, running down his arm. (laughs) But, like, they're so good-natured that they're like, it's okay. Like you said, life life is long, but life is short. And, I mean, I don't know that that's ever something I've said as a melancholic, so (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like the, uh, the, your reaction to it is usually like, yeah, I mean, even just your reaction is like not an inherent flaw. It's just like, well, it's my circulation and sometimes I just run into things and it's kind (laughs) of a cute quirk. Sure. You know. Sure. I've been told that before. See. Most of the time, yeah. See. Yes. So that is true. Yes. I don't know. Any closing thoughts? (laughs) On phlegmatic before we wrap. Anything you want other phlegmatics to know? We kind um, of already went through. We this. did that. Yeah. We did that. But I just didn't, she other looks like she has a burning thought inside of her. So no, I had, I'm I don't trying know. to think of my burning thought. I don't have a burning thought. Um, we could go back. If to you Publix. don't have a burning thought, <laughs> thought, that's fine. I don't know. Just go with it. It's fine. And also. Note for people that are around phlegmatics, don't take advantage of them just because they're easy-go-lucky and aren't saying everything to you. Ask them their opinions. Yeah. Just for the record, like, don't take advantage of them. I feel like that's something that has the potential of happening. Mm, sure. Sure. And experienced that before, and it's just like, just because I say I don't care, like, you, I mean, yeah. Stand up for yourself. Ah, uh, yeah. So. Don't be a doormat. Yes. Sure. I love it. Happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. I love it. Easy-going. All right. Well, we will uh, let you know what our next temperament series podcast will be here soon. Maddie oh, has been dropping. Know. Yeah. Well. Okay. Next is going to be choleric, which is my personal, my temperament <laughs> type. So no teasers. Straight choleric. <laughs> it's because the be choleric f- had to say it. Fire. You on your podcast. <laughs> there is straight. Yeah. yeah, it is going to be straight fire. There is no middle ground. There is only full gas or break. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get more into that next time. Yes. Um, All right. Well, thank you for joining us for this delightful discussion, everyone. We'll see you next week. See you next week.